Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loizel. You know, I also write for your entertainment corner. Yes, you do. And with me today is... Mark Salcedo. <laughs> He's my co-host. Yeah, your co-host, Mark Salcedo, because you keep like doing these pauses. I know, huh? I do them usually, but today I'm kind of doing them backwards, so whatever. So you're... What is the re- what is the backward? You say you you're doing it backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Backwards pause. Is it like damn shame what they did to that dog? <laughs> yes, damn shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aka shut the fuck up, Mark. <laughs> I think that's more like translation. Shut the fuck up, Mark. <laughs> Okay, you do what you you do what you want. You know what? You are a strong, powerful, single-minded female. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you forget it. Never. But. In the words of SpongeBob. <laughs> what he said? Don't don't you forget it? Yeah, in the very first episode. Well, fuck me for not remembering that. Not the whole bubble scene, you know, with the bubble wand and he makes all these shapes and he uh-huh. does that whole routine uh-huh. trying to teach squidward how to uh-huh. make bubbles see you can remember shit like that but when it comes to like certain important pieces of a uh, cinema you're like what, what would you think it's a you, who'd you what think? what one of the things was my many thing yeah <laughs> what was a uh who okay kevin costner looks like bob odenkirk mm-hmm uh, Val Kilmer looks like Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise looks like Kevin Costner. No, not Tom Cruise. I know who he is for sure. Yeah. You know, but I get him confused with Lightning McQueen sometimes, you know. Tom Cruise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Iron Man 2 was really... <laughs> Cars 2. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's, what's our social media plugs? <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal, two E's in real. And you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Um, please review us so we can get noticed on iTunes. Um, you can review us anywhere, but on iTunes, we'd get really noticed. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd get people checking us out. All the, all the notices. Yeah. Um, and this week, we are doing the news, our recent review of coming the number two, America. What the fuck did we just watch where Mark is slowly killing Kelsey with DCEU films? And this week, it's Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And our geriatric cinematic is 1988's Coming to America 2 is T-O. <laughs> um, and her topic... Coming to America for a second round. Yeah. Sorry, I stole that from you. No, it's okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fine. We have a lot to say about the second round. Oh my god. Forty rounds. It felt like forty rounds. Well, forty rounds. Sorry. Sometimes rounds when that word comes out mm-hmm. makes me think of my military training, and that was like one of our sayings. Like four, it was like forty rounds or something because some historical event happened where I went to training, so it was like forty rounds was like our our saying. Oh, so <laughs> so sometimes, like you said, for a second round, uh, and you're like, oh yeah, the second round. I'm like forty rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing like it, it forty rounds being said at random times, like 
oh man, I gotta go poop. Forty rounds. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm hungry. Forty rounds. <laughs> what time is it? Forty rounds. <laughs> How about another shot? Forty rounds. <laughs> oh shit. That's a lot. Fuck. That's a lot of shots. <laughs> AKA, you're gonna die. Yeah. Um. So, Mark, what happened in the news? Um. It was recently announced that. Sorry about that. It was recently recently announced that the uh, Stars TV show Party Down is getting a revival. Now it's unclear if like if any of the cast members are coming back uh, or who's coming back or anything like that. Um, so for those who are not in the know, Party Down was a show on Stars. It was like for two seasons, but it was so fucking hilarious. Um, uh, it starred uh, Adam Scott, Kim Marino, Jane Lynch, uh, Ryan Hansen. Uh, Martin Starr, Lizzie Ka- Kaplan, and Megan Mully. Mullally. Um, Mullally, thank you. <clears throat> so what the show was about is these people that work for a catering service in Hollywood. And each episode took place at like a, a certain event. And it was just like, it was just like funny situational comedy that just kept like going and going and going. And there was still like a, somewhat of a story. Mm-hmm. Well, not somewhere. There was a story there, like characters developing and like relationships and stuff like that. Um I remember watching it and like absolutely loving the show. So this is actually pretty cool if they're going to do a revival. Um, it's the the original creative team, which is Rob Thomas, uh, John. Uh, and you always Bo- say Rob, Rob Thomas. And I always think of Matchbox. 20. I know that a lot. Of, like, yeah, and he, then I have to remember that's not him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like he he the, Rob Thomas has said this before. He 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 knows that people think. When they think of Rob Thomas, they think of Matchbox 20. Because I used to think that. I was like, did they ever Matchbox 20 produce a show? Damn, it's a good show. <laughs> um, but also, John uh, Enborn, uh, Paul Rudd, and Dan Etheridge. Uh, they will come back. But, um, like I said, they don't know who exactly is coming back. Uh, like Because Adam Scott's gone off and has a successful uh, comedian, comedic uh, career. Jane Lynch, she's doing fine. Martin Starr is doing fine. Ken Reno is just bouncing here and there and stuff like that. So they haven't announced if any of the original cast are coming back or if they are to like what capacity. Um, Jane Lynch was like on the show and she left, I think, at the middle of second season or maybe at the beginning of the second season. She had a, she changed to like a supporting role because she was on, um, she got on that show Glee. Mm-hmm. Um, so Supposedly it's going to be like a limited series, uh, so it'll probably be like one se- one season, probably like maybe four or five episodes if it comes if it gets off the ground. Um, and what had happened was that uh, at the end of two thousand nineteen, the Party Down cast and producers were all reunited uh, at a retrospective um, uh, for a show hosted by Vulture. I remember hearing about that, and I that's the one where like. Uh, the folks that like community had come back together mm-hmm. and was like kind of doing a whole like retrospective for their show. Um, let me see. Executive producer Rob Thomas had said, uh, we had such a good time that we wanted to find a way to get back together again. Uh, the cast is so busy these days that finding a window where we can do it may require trigonometry, but we're determined to make it happen. So I'm excited about this. A lot of other people I see on social media is very excited about this. I have warned. I have. I didn't have this thought until um, a film critic has pointed this out that uh, that show Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people, a lot of fans wanted that cast to come back, and they did. And like that revival did not do so well. Oh. Um, I remember like watching the the revival or the I guess you could say revival of Arrested Development, mm-hmm. like the the 
They latest. resuscitated the arrestment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I remember just being like, oh, that, that's not really that great. I think I don't even think I fucking finished it. It wasn't even that good. Yeah, usually when something comes back for a second time, it's not that good. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like... I mean, I'm thinking about something in particular. Coming. Mm-hmm. That, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what? I was... It, I'm trying to think. When is it ever... I I'm, I'm it's I can't think off the top of the, my head of like shows that have come back after like a long period of time of mm. being gone. But I know there's some that have come back. And it's like all right, this is like Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, yeah, that's a good one. Um, fuck, that's the only thing I'm thinking about right now. Bill and Ted, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm for some reason I keep thinking about that Zoolander sequel that I heard was like god awful. Yeah, there's that. I didn't watch that, but eh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's it. that's the that's the only news that came out of Party Down. If they're coming back to get, oh, they're trying to get the show uh, for another revival and then see what goes on. So, I'm gotcha. Stoked. Yeah, I'm not because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I should totally get you to watch. I think you would you would totally love that show. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, I know what I am stoked about. What? Not Alamo Draft House filing for Chapter Eleven. Not filing for it. No, I'm I'm not excited. Oh, not excited. I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, I was like, going, going. So yeah, they announced um, the sale of their, I guess their properties and things mm. um, to Altamont Capital and Fortress Investment. Mm. Um, it it's part of an asset purchase agreement with them, um, which is like Altamont Capital Partners is a previous investor mm-hmm. um, of theirs. And um, Fortress Investment is the new backer. So um, as part of the bankruptcy, Alamo Draft House will close down some of their locations that aren't doing so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Which locations are those? So they're fucking, first of all, their original one in Austin. Oh, fuck. Exactly, right? Um, Alamo Draft House will close down a few underperforming locations and restructure its lease obligations. The company is requesting that the bankruptcy court approve a 75-day timeline for the transaction process and the $20 million debtor in possession credit facility led, to, uh, led by Altamont and Fortress. Um, I don't know who said that, though. Uh, but anyways. Yeah. Um, the locations would be New Braunfels, mm. uh, the original downtown Austin location, and the theater in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm. So, Los Angeles is safe. It's brand new. Yeah, that when I first saw that, I would be hella fucking sad because I still haven't been there to yeah. except to take pictures one day. Yeah, when I first um, when I when I first heard about this, I was like, oh, I hope they're not closing the LA one because I've. Um, I've gone to a show once, and I know you and I have gone there, like, to have a drink. We didn't even have a drink. We didn't have a drink? I don't... Okay. I took that back then. We had a glass of water. We were out taking pictures that oh, day, and yeah. I was, like, hacking up a lung. Oh, that's right. So, alcohol probably would not have been a good idea at that time. <laughs> um, well, it was in the middle of the day, and they weren't even open. The bar? Like, yeah, they were not mm. really open. Um, well, at least you've seen the building. <laughs> do better mark you promised I'm, me I'm, i hey you know what pandemic was not on the list no, of no. things to do you took your favorite person in the world there before oh, you took me oh fuck you <laughs> 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 
regret. Anyway, um, no, no regrets. <laughs> no, no, no regrets. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. I, 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 yeah, I, I thought that. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was scared that they were going to close the LA one down because they just got it here, like, like 2019 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, the first time I went, it was fucking awesome. Um, I really want to take you to like an actual event at at the Alamo Draft House. Um, I think I honestly think this is um, like they are filing Chapter 11, but I think it's not too much to worry about because now the vaccine is getting distributed like faster now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Biden said like by like May, the end of May, everybody should be vaccinated at that time or every no every adult. Or oh, no, I'm sorry. We should have enough for every adult to be vaccinated by that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw somewhere that like uh, New York is starting to open up movie theaters. Like slowly, bit. I think like mm-hmm. AMC, they're slowly opening up bit by bit by bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping, you know, we will be at the Animal Draft House maybe by summer. But, you know, and we won't miss the opportunity to go. Because it, it's fucking, it, because I think it's so awesome that, and it's not the first thing that does this, but like you can sit there and order a really great drink. Mm-hmm. And like some of the shit they show is like shit you won't see in the theaters. Like underground stuff. Yeah. Really good underground stuff. Gotcha. Do you? Well, I wouldn't know because I haven't been there. Well, do your research. Feel like you're be- <laughs> being there. Read about it. Watch <laughs> videos of it. Yeah, I was totally there two years ago in Austin. Never been to Austin, but I saw it on video. <laughs> Technologies these days. I know. Um, so now let's get into our recent review of coming the number two America. Oh, hey, what you doing back here? Ufasa. <laughs> Say it again. Feel right. I've just discovered that I may have a son here in this land. How much child support is she getting from? The king pays no child support. No child support for 30 years and you came back? You was a dummy! (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I am Hakim Jaffer, king of Zamunda. You are the heir to the throne. Yes, my son. He's supposed to be like the prince of Wakanda. Wakanda is a fictional place. Not to everybody. Zamunda is a very real nation. I don't need no handout. Wait a minute. All right. I'm going to pack. Okay, baby. <laughs> Presenting King Akeem's son from America. And my mom's. And his mom's. Children, this is your brother. Hey, Quang. I'm sorry I slept with your man. This happened before we even met. It's not like you're the first man I've ever been with. I haven't, did, what did you just say about the other man? Coming to America, now it's coming to me. I always thought that Mika was going to be queen. <laughs> A woman isn't allowed to rule Zamunda. It's the law. Did it ever occur to you that Mika wanted to be your heir? Would you dare banish me from my own bedroom? The synopsis is the African monarch Akeem learns he has a long lost son in the United States and must return to America to meet this unexpected heir and build a relationship with his son. Directed by Craig Brewer, written by Kenya Barris, David Sheffield, and Barry W. Blaustein. Uh, it stars Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Kiki Lane, Sherry Headley, James Earl Jones, Wesley Snipes, Leslie Jones, and Jermaine Fowler. Fowler! Um, I'll just start off and say I was actually really disappointed by this movie. Were you really disappointed because <laughs> what do <are> you <laughs> for a minute that you're like winking at me like no, I don't know why. Uh, but my right eye, I can. It's like 
overexposed and my left eye looks like it has like a sunglass filter over it or something there's like two different colors and it's mm-hmm. making me feel like maybe i'm gonna have a migraine no so i was like can you tell that migraine to hold off until we're done i could try <laughs> no, probably blinking the way i was isn't gonna help <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's gonna make it worse <laughs> um yeah i was i was what's the word what, how you say it? sorely disappointed by this movie mm-hmm. um i mean granted yeah it's it it was like 31 years from the original I'm sorry, from the previous movie. Um, I don't know. I, I felt that... It was what, two when it came out. You Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Or maybe even one. Well, I was like four when it came out. Because I was born at the tail end of 87, so, mm. so like, maybe I was not even one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I guess I was having high hopes for this movie because this... Because the original... I'm sorry, the original. The first one has is a classic so many quotable lines and like a lot of people have seen this have seen the the first one so you think like this one will become more like a labor of love and i i got a sense that they tried to make it like let's try to make it funny again or let's see if we can try to do this again but it seemed like they were kind of going for like i don't want to say necessarily say cheap jokes but they were like reusing jokes that like oh this is tr- let's try um let's try a joke from the first one in this situation see how it lands mm. and a lot of it was just like yeah this is not funny yeah or it just couldn't be as funny um i want to know is it the same writers no no it's, it's different writers no it's the same ones from the first one yeah except what? one of them is new kenya barris what oh my oh yeah you're right holy shit a different director too yeah well because the the uh the first one had john landis and john landis's timing was like so perfect mm-hmm. um when it came to his past films um yeah it's just so weird like i don't know i what, what did you think what did you think about this movie i think it's kind of a big flop really it's totally disappointing to me because um the jokes just weren't funny i felt like the themes you know like without talking too much about the other one because we're going to come up on it but Mm -hmm. the themes that are in this one don't really resonate with the themes that were in the first one yeah you know like it it just doesn't it doesn't have the same heart yeah yeah and so a lot of the jokes are just to be funny they're not it's like the annoying person that's trying too hard. Yeah, and I feel that like some of the, uh, I feel like the the jokes, they weren't nothing. I like when you when you do a sequel. Normally the the consensus is that when you do a sequel, you got to do it normally like bigger and better, mm-hmm. or you want to like improve, not maybe improve on the original or try to elevate it. Let's try to go in a different area or let's try different jokes. But it wasn't doing that. It kept, like, just, like, say, relying on, like, the nostalgia pass mm. or the nostalgia of the first one. Um, one thing that it, I think it doesn't exactly fail on is that it kind of it kind of does work as a, as a story standpoint where it's a guy trying to, like, connect with his son or something like that, right? Mm. And then he has to, like, learn this life lesson, okay. you know? So, you mean it's very logical, cool yeah <laughs> that's not what it's supposed to I be know, about i know that's the thing but see, it could have just been like a jumbled mess but it wasn't a jumbled mess um and this movie did this thing where like it did a lot it did a lot like oh that person's in it oh this person's in it mm-hmm. oh that person's in it you know like i feel which is i'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing but 
when that becomes more apparent than like the jokes, mm-hmm. then you're like, are you're just like relying on unfortunately you're name dropping? Yeah, you're name dropping. You're you're relying on star power to like keep this movie going or keep you like even interested mm-hmm. in it. Um, don't get me wrong, I I really enjoy seeing James Earl Jones again. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy seeing Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall like together again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I felt that like. I don't know. It felt kind of like it felt like Akeem did not mature at all. He regressed. Yeah, yeah. In a way, he was less childlike, but less himself. Yeah. Um. I felt like, um, Semi became annoying as fuck. Mm. Like he had redeemable qualities before. Now he doesn't. Mm. Um, and also. One of the things that made the first movie so awesome is like it's like a black film, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really rely on stereotypes that much. Mm-hmm. This one is stereotypical, like in a lot of ways. Uh, how, how so? Um, I mean, if you give me like a detail, with it, or, or do you want to hold off into that into, into spoilers? Um, I can say some of it. Okay. Um, I think like some of the jokes, mm-hmm. like some of the certain characters that would show up are like, oh, that's stereotypically like black American trash. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Like, gotcha. like, like the, uh, the first film, it was like black people were almost like untouchable in a way. Mm-hmm. Like they were, you don't have to worry about like optics because mm-hmm. they weren't even worried about that themselves. They were just like, we're great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this one, like, there's just, it's like black trash, like, mm, okay. all over the fucking place. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from in that angle. I would, I'll even add on to that. Um, the first one had, I mean, it's, it sucks that we have to, like, that we're comparing, like, this one to that one, but we, it's kind of hard to avoid that if, like, this movie is relying on the old movie to, mm-hmm. like, still keep you interested. Um, more like in the first one had like more heart to it, mm-hmm. like not na- like natural heart, natural comedy to it, and everything. And this one seemed like a former shell of itself. Yeah. And and I get they were trying like this angle of like the father doesn't like know his daughter, but you just got an idea of like Akeem not only didn't know his daughter, but you, you would swear that he was just never there. Mm-hmm. Like. There were like three times where he said something about, oh, well, now I know that this has to change or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, after 20 or 30 years, <laughs> and you had three kids with this woman, and you're barely coming to that conclusion. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of that for me. Yeah. There were some parts. Um, um, there was somebody who I did enjoy. I didn't I didn't really mind Jermaine Fowler too much. Yeah. Um, he was actually enjoyable. Leslie Jones was like absolutely fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um. One actress that I really did like was Kiki Lane, who played. Oh, that's oh, pfft, fuck. That's who that is. Kiki Lane is from um, what's it called? Uh, if Bill Street could talk. Oh, okay. So that's why I'm just like, and, oh, plus she's. I think she's playing uh, oh, Ironheart in Marvel. Oh, you didn't have the one comedian in this list of people. Which one? Um, his uncle. Oh. um... Uh, what's a homeboy's name? Oh my god, I can't remember his fucking name. I don't name. know his name. I know uh, that uh, one. Tracy Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I love Tracy Morgan. Whenever Tracy Morgan shows up, like I enjoy watching it. However, I felt like this movie could use more Tracy Morgan. 
kind, yeah, kind of. Uh, uh, but like, but like Kiki Lane, uh, who played Mika, I really liked her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, like I said, Bill Street could talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed her character. To me, she, her, and maybe like Jeremy, uh, Jermaine Fowler was like maybe like the standouts in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say I liked uh, what's her name, the hairdresser. But I can't remember. I can't remember her, her fucking name. I think it was like Marimba or something. Um. Oh yeah, her name is uh Nomenzomo uh Mabuta. I think that's how you say her name. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, that was her. Um. I did enjoy her too much. I did enjoy her, but I like. It felt like this movie. It felt like this movie was like picking certain. It had not not themes. It had something that they were going for. Mm-hmm. But, like, they didn't give enough time to, like, expand on that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would have liked to have seen the relationship between uh, Marimbe and, uh, what's homeboy's name? Lavelle. Yeah, Lavelle Johnson's, uh, Johnson. I would have liked seeing them. I would have liked to have seen them more together. Mm-hmm. And, like, that relationship develop. Because it goes from, like, one, it goes from point A, point B, point C super fast. It doesn't know where it wants to focus. Like, yeah, you said yeah. that the film was like kind of put together, but also it didn't spend enough time focusing on anything. Yeah. So like, okay, so Lavelle Johnson has a love interest. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like ham-fisted. Yeah. Um, and then you have the, you know, the older daughter. Mm-hmm. She's fucking badass. Yeah. But you don't get an, an idea of where her story... You kind of understand, like, where her story might be going. Mm-hmm. But, like, you just... You don't get to see it come to fruition. So, it was just yeah. like she's a badass character that's there. Yeah, and For, also, like, most of it, except for, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, and then, like, there's, like, a number of... There's a number of parts in the movie where they keep mentioning that, like, Mika had been, like... She was raised to like become the queen of Sumunda and everything like that, and they kept alluding to the idea that like she had like done this and done that and like had prepared for this big shining moment for her and everything. And they only said that like on a surface level, like that's it. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see more of like what she did or what she had to do, other than like she's badass with a stick, yeah, or she can like figure out like a, a particular task that like Jermaine uh, Fowler's character had to like figure out, yeah, like that's it. And like they're, like I said, they're supposed to show this disconnect between uh, her and her father, Akeem. Mm-hmm. But like, like you have to show that disconnect, but there was no showing of that disconnect. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know, understand like how strained the relationship is other than like, he might've just been like, oh, my daughter, ooh, butterfly. Like, that's it. It's kind of like their whole interactions with each other are like that too. Because mm-hmm. Lavelle comes in and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then 20 minutes later... Oh, we're cool now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? There was one part. Um, I, I was, I was, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. Uh, about we were talking about this movie, and she said she got like this weird kind of incest vibe between uh, Lavelle and Mika. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, like they were switching characters off so much, mm-hmm. and it happened so fast that she got like turned around, and she was like, "Wait, is." Is that a sister? Is that you like hook up with a sister? But then that's when she had to like readjust mm. and, and just be like, oh no, that's this is not it. And that's that's what that kind of goes into like they're kind of just moving too fucking fast and not allowing certain characters to really develop. Right. Um. Who else? Oh, Wesley Snipes. I wonder to point out Wesley Snipes. It's funny because I thought 
Hmm. I kind of thought he could have been in the first one. Was she Snipes? I thought he could have. Like, okay. It's funny because I knew I knew who Arsenio Hall was. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't that wasn't Wesley Snipes, but to me, mm-hmm. they kind of look similar. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. Except Wesley Snipes is like kind of a lot darker, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, but I just because I've seen him in that one movie. Um, Which that, one? Demolition mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Okay. And like for me, like not his whole personality, but the way he—I mean, he kind of was that. Mm. But like, I don't know. He—I felt like he could have been in it; and it would have been fine. And then all of a sudden, mm. he's in the second one. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I—I I liked Wesley Snipes' character. Like, he, you can I tell like how he walks. Like, oh. <laughs> every time he enters a fucking room. Yeah, you can—you can tell that he had the most fun on stage, and like he's kind of in this era right now, or he's kind of he's kind of this point in his life where like he's doing more comedy, mm-hmm. and he's actually really fucking good at. It. And he's and he's a guy who's done a ton of serious film, action films, and stuff like that, and he's been doing like a comedic um, angle now to some of his characters, and it seems to work well. And I think this is great in how. It, it allows him to stress that out. And I hope it, you know, it's working out better for him than uh, Nicolas Cage's fourth marriage. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I read that, like, last week. Holy shit. How was she, like, 24 or something like that? Something like that. I gave it, like, two months. No, I'm just joking. I hope they, I hope they have a happy marriage for four months. Um, I don't know. You want to <laughs> get to the spoiler section? Yeah. Um, okay, so... So, yeah, for those who have seen it, we're going to have in the spoiler section, you know, go in greater detail of, of uh, coming to America, um, which I think is going to be a lot because I feel like we've been kind of holding back <laughs> on what we have to say. Mm. Um, let me get everything ready. All right. <laughs> so for those who have not seen coming to coming to the number two America and don't want to be spoiled, here's a spoiler bumper right about now. Hello. <laughs> you sounded weird. I know. Hello. <laughs> All right. So, what did you go ahead? Go in detail. What, what, what you didn't like about this movie? Everything. Everything. Not okay. everything. I liked the firstborn daughter. I mm-hmm. liked that the second one looked kind of nerdy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The third one, she was young, but not considered lesser than, even though because of her age. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked Lavelle, mm-hmm. but I don't really necessarily like his, how his character was completely written. Mm-hmm. I just felt like he was, um, not detrimental to the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was a good actor. Yeah. Um, I just wish they would have done more with his character. Yeah. Like this, it, it does like, like we had said earlier, it, it seems to do like, it seems to kind of want to go somewhere and then it doesn't like it keeps like barely touching upon like certain character developments or like emotional beats that like the movie's trying to have. Mm -hmm. And it just, it like, it just goes in for like this cheap, like, Oh, here's a joke. Here's a joke of that girl. Here's a joke of that woman barking and hopping on one leg again. Like, and we laughed, we had laughed way too hard at that because it wasn't funny because it was funny. It was funny because 
you felt like you were in the room when they're like, let's just put that in there. You yeah. know, like it was funny and like they're stupid. Yeah. Like kind of way. Not yeah. because it was actually funny. Yeah. And okay. So here, here, here's what I've been, here's like my th- thought on like on the comedy. It's ridiculous. And the first one is not ridiculous. Like there's a certain points that is it, it's, it's, it, it is kind of ridiculous, but it still made sense. Yeah, it's like still building the realm of like realism and shit like that. Yeah. But like, like for example, there's a scene in this movie where like uh, Lavelle has to be chased by like a lion. And it just kind of like, I get it was trying to be funny with that, but it was like, yo, like the CGI is just so fucking distracting oh, yeah. on that. And then the fart, the lion fart was oh. like, the CGI was even worse at that part, but also there was no point. Yeah, that, that was like a straight up cheap, well, like, cheap joke. This movie is not for children. Mm-hmm. So why are you putting children jokes in it? I, I guess. I mean, like, because the first, the, the first one was like rated R. And you get a sense of the radio art because rated R because of the vulgarity mm. with it. And I think that that was what's really missing. Mm. Like I'm not saying you have to be vulgar to be funny. It but was it, vulgar it, with all the fucking swear words. In and this one? Yes. They were okay. swearing a lot more in this one. Well, this one was PG thirteen. That's I didn't really catch a lot of the swearing. They I did. And like, especially towards the beginning, there was like, you know, fuck this and like mm. um like all of a sudden Akeem was swearing and like mm-hmm. All these people who didn't swear before are now swearing. It's like, okay. Yeah. I Like, I don't understand that. It wasn't really part of their culture before because when Akeem yeah. showed up in that taxi and he was calling him a dumbass, he's like, what's a dumbass? No, like, it's a dumb fuck. Or a dumb fuck, yeah. Yeah, and, and that and that from the first one is like fucking funny because it's like, yeah, why would he know what a dumb fuck is, right? And it's it has like a little charm to it. Mm-hmm. But this one is just like, we're just swearing because we can now mm-hmm. and it's just like that's not that's not funny <laughs> exactly um i felt like the story my one of my biggest issues is that the original coming to america wants to be sort of progressive in a way mm-hmm. like even though some of the jokes kind of are not but mm-hmm. it wants the whole thing is like let's let's get married because of love not because of like because of pre-arranged pre- pre- marriage and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And this film does not feel like 30 years have gone by and Akeem has managed to change anything. Yeah. So, you know, women don't have the right to have a job. Mm-hmm. All they know of the real world is through American cinema. Mm-hmm. And like... um his daughter's not allowed to be queen. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, they try to, like... They try to point that... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Try they pointed out that, like, Akeem, you're supposed to be, like, uh, a sign of change and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And I, at the same time, it's like, well, what's bad? Like, I need to know what's bad first mm-hmm. to know what he had to change, other than the fact that, like... Um, uh, other than the fact that, like, Mika couldn't be considered, like, queen unless... She, he 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 had to have he had to pass his his uh the crown to like a son when his time mm-hmm. would come right and then there's like what's this nice plays like this obviously like dictator mm-hmm. or like this this rebellion dictator or whatever like that um that's like uh like a uh, guerrilla warfare you know kind of it, it, it opens the door to this guerrilla warfare another stereotype yeah they kind of open the door to that mm-hmm. but it's just like wait are, are are they dangerous like i guess they're supposed to be dangerous but i don't why are they f- dangerous okay the other thing is that coming to america the first one mm-hmm. 
the black women were sexy because like naturally mm. like like i'm not saying they didn't wear makeup and stuff i'm saying like they really tried to base their costume design and everything on like african stuff mm-hmm. and they cheapened it in this one it was like using yeah. black people for not because they're you know they're black and whatever and they're beautiful but like you know like how no, not weaponized it's the wrong word but like mm. an object okay you know what i mean like now all of a sudden these women that are coming in because they always have to enter a room with like a dance Mm. they're sexualized Mm. and like and and they were to an extent in the first one but this one is like overtly sexualized yeah you know it's speaking of the speaking of the dance because there is like there is like a dance routine that's like in the first one i i i vividly remember the first dance routine routine um i'm sorry the dance routine in the first movie and not because of like i've seen it a bunch of times but i don't know something about it was just so cool so memorable and seemed yeah. so realistic like yeah i can totally picture that happen this one was more just like i can barely remember any of it whatsoever and it just seemed kind of like cheap the first well from the first movie for what i remember is mm. like if I was a black person watching this film, I would feel pride in whatever culture yeah. that is. And I don't get that from this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, so continuing on with this, the whole issue of progressivism, mm-hmm. they did not have to create a son for him. Yeah, they didn't. They They could have told you, like his father's not dead yet. Mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to make all of the change that he's wanted, but he was able to sway his father in some things. Mm-hmm. So maybe women are allowed to have jobs, mm-hmm. but he was never able to get his daughter the right to the throne, you know, after him mm-hmm. the way he wanted to. And that was like maybe one of the last hurdles. Yeah. And it could have been a story about, you know, him struggling with his father's legacy and him creating his own yeah as opposed to bringing some fucking family in from fucking queens and cheapening everything like i'm not saying people from queens are cheap i'm not saying that at all these characters are fucking cheap uh you know what i mean like yeah i get get what you're saying i get what you're saying um like yeah i like leslie jones and i mm. like tracy morgan but they're very loud they mm. tend to play stereotypical characters. Mm. Like, they sound really fucking uneducated and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I, I just, it, it bothers me because that's what dulls the shine from the first one. I think, it tells you, I think, just kind of putting my mind in like the writer's mind, I feel like the reason why they had to like bring in Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan and then, and, these more Americanized characters is because like they had to have a, like an American angle to it, even though it's kind of funny because, like the movie doesn't even take a doesn't spend a whole lot of time in queens like obviously like the first coming america is like a fish out of water we're mm-hmm. in this area and this is queens blah 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 right mm-hmm. i felt like this movie would have been a lot better if they did make if they still i mean they still allow some american actors and actresses to like come in and like figure that into the story mm-hmm. but still focus on like zumunda like let's have an idea of what's going on what is what has akeem done um like Kelsey said, what has he done to like pave the way of for his own legacy and such like that, and then really show the relationship of of him of Eddie Murphy and his daughter, 
because there's, there's always I've, there's always this whole thing about like continue your legacy and your son only your son can continue the legacy because male you know like mm-hmm. whatever and obviously this could have been like a progressive look of like it doesn't matter it, the it doesn't matter what chromosome it is it what matters is it's like who you love and who will pass on your legacy mm-hmm. and I think it would have been great if it just focused on on uh, Prince Akeem and uh, Mika. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I did love, I did enjoy Lavelle. Um, sorry, Jermaine Fowler's care of Jermaine's Jermaine Fowler's acting. But if you took him out, mm-hmm. it would not have taken much out from the movie. It would have been like, okay, cool. Or, we can just focus on. Or this. what if it's a country that has tourism, or something like that? And then they're the fish out of water, and Mika ends up mm-hmm. falling in love with an American tourist. Oh, some there you go. That could have worked. And you still could have had, like, the Queens angle in there or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, oh, he just so happens to be from Queens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn, that would have fucking worked out. Holy shit. We should have wrote the script. I know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, I totally got, like, a Tyler Perry kind of vibe with this, too. Oh, really? Kind of, like, he's not the first one to create the whole let me dress as somebody else thing like because eddie murphy obviously did it in coming to america the first one yeah you know what i mean but like he does it so cheaply Mm -hmm. like i kind of got that sense in this one because now the jokes aren't that funny yeah because it like because murphy had like oh he had a hard not a hard time but like he was doing shit like that with uh, the Nighty Professor, mm-hmm. like Norbit, uh, Bowfinger, which I hear is good, but I, I, some of the acting I just can't get back, past. Um, so you got a sense that like Eddie Murphy's kind of taking a step back into that whole formula again. Um, and they even <laughs> they have like they have the they have the old characters come back, but some of them it's so funny because like especially like the. Uh, um, like Saul Morris and what's his name? Randy Watson. Mm-hmm. The guys. No, I think it's I think it's Clarence. I think Clarence is the one. Um, yeah, Clarence. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Clarence Morris and uh, and Randy Watson. You know the the guys who are in the barber shop and everything. And it's over thirty years, and you look at them, and you're like, yo, these people should be like dead. <laughs> It's so weird. Yeah, it's weird that they're still alive. It's weird that they had a picture of them on their fucking mantle. Or oh yeah, at the beginning. The yeah, it was like, like, all right. Yeah, like oh, remember this? Yeah, and then when they show up, they were like, oh, you've been gone for thirty years, and you're back. Like, uh, does he have a picture of you guys on on his yeah, mantle? Yeah, they're like, it's like, did he not talk to you ever again? <laughs> like, then why does he have a picture of you? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's one part that I thought was actually. It's it seems so pointless for for him to say, but like near the end of the movie, where um, Akeem is like, you know, like like the whole um, separation of Queens and Zamunda, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I shall bring Queens to Zamunda," and right there, my brain was like, "Well, how's that possible?" Um, Next Doria already did that. What was that? Next Doria already did that. Next Doria. That's like the kingdom over. That's oh. the name of the kingdom. Oh, okay. They called it Nexdoria. Okay, so that being said, he says like I'll bring queens over, and and then when they had the big party, it was like, all right, so who's here from Queens? And it's just like the people that we saw at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> and then like, um, 
homeboy uh, Randy Watson and like sex. Oh God, I'm getting my characters mixed up. Sorry. Saul is the white guy. Randy Watson is sexual chocolate. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just brings sexual chocolate. Randy Watson. Well, he does bring like salt and pepper. No, actually, that's, was that at the beginning or was that in the end? Salt and pepper and Invo come out. Yeah, they came out um, at the beginning, right? I don't know if it was the beginning. It I, might have been in the beginning when they were like making their announcement or something of the marriage or whatever. Yeah, I see. That's the thing. This movie, there's a lot of parts that's un, that's actually kind of really forgettable, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of lines that are forgettable because you're just like, I heard that already. What else you got? Yeah. Um, another thing that bothers me is like Eddie Murphy was already in a movie mm-hmm. called Shrek. Oh yeah, you saw the compare. You go on. What would what, you say about Shrek when we got done watching? There, I mean, in my brain has been working on that a little bit more since then. But uh-huh. they have the whole "I'm a Believer" song that goes on forever and ever and ever on the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing like I didn't even get to the part like you already checked out. You're like I'm done with this. But they actually have like two rows of characters and then people dancing down the aisle yeah I, from the film okay i remember i remember i've only seen shrek once and now i'm remembering that particular scene and then you get that with coming to america the second one where they like have like they focus on these two characters dancing and then these two characters dancing and like this one doing something funny and then mm. like it's the same fucking thing like we don't need that huge ass fucking celebration mm. and they fucked up too because if the whole thing was about supposed to be about like I don't feel the whole thing was supposed to be about the son. Mm-hmm. They still made the celebration about him getting married, and they should have made the celebration about the fact that the laws were changed and mm. maybe like telegraphed into the future or something, and they were celebrating her coronation. Yeah. Like Mika's coronation or something. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I wouldn't be, I, I mean, the, the movie got like beat the shit out of like when it comes to like reviews and stuff like that. Um, and a, and a, a small part of me wouldn't mind seeing a part three, but like focusing on the kids. Like get Eddie Murphy out of it or half a minute, like a little bit. Well, put him in the put him in the capacity of like James Earl Jones from the first one. I did like how the fact that he died on cue. James, like, he's that like, one, that this is when pretty, I want to die. So that, I'm gonna die now. Yeah, that is that. Well, this, here, here. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, and go, I like Morgan Freeman was the one giving the speech. So I'm gonna go ahead and then get into like Kelsey's mindset and like logic take over. <laughs> um yeah like logistics like, yeah logistics thank you logistics that's the thing the logistics coming in uh yeah so like james old jones is like oh my time is near i'm ready to die right mm-hmm. and then they have like like this faux uh he's like i want my funeral before i die yeah like a faux funeral or fake funeral or whatever and like this is i i've, I've seen this has been this is starting to be like a common practice now okay mm. um okay logistically speaking that none of that should work because they had to get Morgan Freeman, Salt and Pepper, invoke. They had to get like all these people together, like to get to be there, like tomorrow. But they had all this money. I'm sure they were like, "Oh, you want money? Here's money." I know, I know. But however, however, how much like people like Morgan Freeman still has stuff to do? <laughs> you think Morgan Freeman's gonna drop in the middle of like of a uh, 
I mean, even 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 if like the money was there, it's still like the matter of like flight and to get well, out he's there. He's only gonna be there for like a day or two. I know, but I'm so I'm, I'm talking about like everything else, everything else, because it didn't seem like he was like at the in the morning like I'm ready to die, and then like 24 hours later, boom. It, 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 I don't know. Logistically speaking, like none of that should have worked at all, because mm-hmm. it seemed like if he was like I'm ready to die, all right, I'm ready to die, and a week later, so then yeah. you weren't ready to die. <laughs> Yes, you should tell everyone about your little, right in the beginning of the film, you were like focusing on the wrong thing. Oh, the pic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a, okay. All right, like this- he paused it and he just going on and on and I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. So, okay, all right, all right, all right. So the people who are listening, if you've seen Come to America, just like kind of follow me with this. And this is so stupid because even at the end I was like, why am I wasting my time talking about this? But I'm going to share because it it's so stupid. So there's a part where like um, Lisa and her sister, there's a there's a part of the movie where like they're they're panning to the left and they have all these like pictures of like family and stuff like that and friends that like um, that like Lisa and like Akeem has and stuff like that. And then one of the pictures is a one of the pictures is of Lisa and her sister, but they're wearing the same outfits from the first coming to America. And is that scene where Lisa gets the diamond, the diamond rings, right? It's the, the exact, diamond earrings. The diamond earrings, yeah. It's an exact. Because you know it, you know what that scene. Because what they're wearing, you're like, that's okay. I know exactly what that scene is. Okay, so logistically speaking, when did they take that picture? You know, it just seems so weird that like, and they have <laughs> that particular picture. You know, like oh, this, like like in a way, it's like. Lisa almost was like, "Oh, look, I got I got these diamond earrings." Who at the time she thought came from um, Daryl, from Daryl, and like that means her dad was there to take pictures. So did she go like, did she go, Dad, Dad, I need to take a picture with me and and my sister uh, right this moment? Now you could say, well, they could have just wore those clothes on a different day. They're wearing the exact same clothes on a different day at the exact same time. Like, what the fuck is that anyway? So yes, I was focusing on. I paused the movie and focused on that one particular shot for almost five minutes. <laughs> for five minutes, and then went. You know what? I need to stop talking about this. <laughs> we just. I just wanted to share it because just to let you know how my mind just fucking flies off on certain shit. As if you don't already know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. What was I gonna say? I know there was something else. Uh. I know that I, I kind of started drawing more comparisons between this and Shrek mm-hmm. because like that story is about an ogre who rescues a girl from, you know, mm. she's a princess and everything. And then he's like, they like, they end up falling in love, but it's like kind of weird. Mm. And so is Eddie Murphy the ogre in this scenario? No. Oh. Uh, Lavelle is. Lavelle's the ogre. Okay. He <laughs> rescues, he rescues, oh, what's her name? Uh, Marimbe. Marimbe. Okay. So when they kiss, does she f- turn into an ugly creature too? <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously not exactly the same, yeah. but it's like, I mean, even like, um, what's his name? Uh, Arsenio Hall's character, Semi. Mm-hmm. Like, keeps catching the attention of these really, like, not particularly pretty women or whatever. Mm. Um, And then it's like, okay, so that's what? Like, donkey and the fucking dragon. Oh, my God. And it's like this whole dance. It ends in a marriage and a dance number. 
and it's a royal wedding. I love your comparison. What? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Like I don't know. I was like, it's been done before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Eddie right. Murphy was in that one too. That's true. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I do want to mention that because uh, I know we're like kind of like shit on this movie, and I got to give like some respect to it. Um, other than the fact that like I'm actually glad this movie got made, so we can stop asking for this movie to get made. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I w- actually was kind of uh, not taken back, but actually was impressed by was uh, the flashback where it explains how he got how um, Akeem got Leslie Jones characters pregnant mm-hmm. or character pregnant, and they they like CGI. Oh no, they 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 what's it called? They um. They Do they de age they de age yeah they de age Arsenio Hall and I was like wow that looks legit that looks like a young Arsenio Hall mm-hmm. um, however when his back was turned you go like that that's a little too thin that I feel like that might be a woman <laughs> um, however when they showed Eddie Murphy because he had gotten so big over time his head had gotten fat <laughs> so it was still like a fat head of like a old, old Eddie Murphy fat head mm-hmm. and but like a Akeem, uh, Akeem's face and they still couldn't hide that gut. <laughs> I kind of feel like technology is so good. They could have used different actors and deep faked. Yeah. As opposed to like, Mm. let's use the same actors and de-age them. They could have done the, um, they could have done the social network thing where they had Army Hammer and two roles, but it was really a guy. They just body doubled him. Yeah. Something like that. that. Yeah. 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 So disappointed. Totally like. I mean, they even didn't, they did not have to bring fucking Louis Anderson all the way that from Queens. That made no sense either. I was like, <laughs> what did you say Louis Anderson looked like? He looked like old grandma. Yeah, he looked like old grandma, but yeah, it was like, there's no reason to bring, like, I can understand the John Amos, why they would bring him and like the McDowell in Africa. That was actually kind of funny because that that is... Because he always wanted to be with money and, like, yeah, he could have the restaurant there. Plus, like, I think Akeem had, like, a connection to the restaurant. Yeah, and it's like... An, and so did Lisa, uh, Lisa? Yeah, it's Lisa, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it also makes sense because, like, in foreign countries, you have franchises like that just sporadically all over the mm-hmm. place. and so It makes complete sense. No, but, yeah, it was just like, yo, Louis Anderson did not have to come back. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And from what I read... um, I, I mean, they probably, if anything, they probably brought him back because actually, I take that back. Um, no, I don't take that back. That part back. Um, I know. I I have an idea why they brought him. It's because they're like good friends with him, and they actually used to really enjoy his stand up. Mm. So I can get why they brought him back, but as a character wise and story wise, they didn't need to bring him. Bring Plus, him back. I think his time has passed like twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like probably. life with Louis was probably like his last. Yeah, Same. well, he was on that show. I told you about uh, that show called Baskets. And from what I heard, he, I've seen a few episodes. He's actually pretty funny, but like in his own kind of like uh, straight straight man kind of way, mm-hmm. he's funny. Yeah. Here it's just like, yo, he didn't add anything at all to it. No, nothing. Yeah. Except that he really sounds feminine. Yeah, he, sound, he, does, he sounds like an old smoker lady. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't have that much grit to it. Like, mm. he sounded like an old lady. Yeah. And kind of yeah. look like one too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. I mean, I mean, it goes without saying. Like, yeah, this is definitely a past movie. Yeah, and and also, 
it doesn't make sense that Sherry Headley's character, Lisa, all of a sudden was like, oh, yeah, I miss having friends from Queens. Now I'm going to yeah. be best friends with the woman that my husband knocked up. And see, that's the thing. I would have enjoyed that more if we spent more time with the characters. Like, they found, like, a real common ground other than that, like, we slept with the same man at one point. Yeah, like, they, they had a couple drinks, and then you don't see him for the rest of the night until she's fucking plastered. Yeah, well, like, I think there's one part you do see him dancing, like, drunkenly dancing, but, like, then that's it. Like, oh, I, I guess they're best friends now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So they, like, all the strength that fucking Lisa had is almost gone. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, like, this movie is just problematic. If you want to say the first one's problematic. Oh, this one's definitely problematic. This one, this one's problematic. Yeah. Even the fucking, um, what's the guy? Uh, Wesley Snipes' um, mm-hmm. daughter, who's supposed to marry the fucking prince, mm-hmm. she's problematic. How so? Because she's black, she's got to be a singer. I don't know. Because she's black, she's mm. got to dress like super provocatively and be over sexualized yeah well like she's super fucking hot i'm not gonna take that away from her but uh, like you get a sense like she has her own mind and she's like a threat because of how she grabs him by the throat when they meet and then all of a sudden like she's like whatever you want yeah i know and that, that that that's the thing like um yeah she's played by tiana taylor um yeah, like, she comes off as, like, a threat, like, oh, shit, like, and it kind of, like, leads to the idea of, like, this marriage is probably a bad idea because what's his next character might try to kill Akeem. Some, some like that, you know, you, you yeah. got an idea of physical threat, but, like, when she comes back later, she just does, like, the same old jokes that happen um, with the, with the, with the Eddie Murphy, with Ake- Prince Akeem's wife he was supposed to marry. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of fall back into that old joke, and she even does the, like, you know, he when um when Laval um sorry when uh, uh Lavelle is like asking him asking her what music do you like, she says the same thing. Whatever music you like, what do you like to eat? Whatever you like to eat, like that kind of same joke. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we heard that before. You could have gone something else with this. Yeah. And it doesn't do that at all. No. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're done. We were on. I for think a we're while. done with this one. We're, we're. I think yes, we are. Absolutely done. Um, so what do we got up next? And we are going to do what the fuck did we just watch? Suicide Squad. So the synopsis of this is a secret government agency mm-hmm. recruits some of the most dangerous incarcerated supervillains to form a defensive task force. Their first mission, save the world from the apocalypse. (sighs) Dear Lord, Suicide Squad. I think they were recruiting real people to actually kill themselves after watching this. Because it was so bad. This movie, like... I, okay, so here's my history of Suicide Squad. I always, I always feel like I have to share a history with certain things. But this one, personally, I got kicked in the dick. Um, okay, I was not a big Suicide Squad fan, like, comic book-wise. Like, I, I have, like, a passing knowledge of them. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the trailer, when it first came out, I was totally sold on it. I, lo- I loved the energy of it. 
Um, they use Queen in the background. I was just like, okay, this is wild. This is crazy. Like, I have an idea of Suicide Squad. This is it. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. All that shit, right? And you, can, and you can tell, and I wasn't pissed off about it, that they were kind of building off of, like, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And this movie came out, and I watched it, and I was so fucking mad at this movie. Because not only... I mean, I wasn't mad at it, like, oh, it's not comic accurate or anything like that. It's just... The story sucks. Mm-hmm. It's like, I forgot how fucking boring it is. It is a boring fucking movie. With all the action that it has in it. <laughs> it's super boring. Yeah. And you know what? The beginning of this movie, no lie, it would have worked in the aughts, in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. And that's because it reminds me of Smoking Aces. Mm-hmm. Where like, there's this badass. This is their history. This is why they're killed. This is why they're dangerous. Yeah. They try to do that with this one. And it's just like, yo, dude, like that's. Been- I remember that movie. That was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's it was all that time. Movies like that don't work now because it's just like you're just kind of beat like it's been beaten like a dead horse. Beating, yeah. Whatever. Dead horse beating the death. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're beating a dead horse. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie just like. Mark right now is a dead horse. Um, this movie made me feel like a dead horse. <laughs> I want to be deader than that horse. Um, the only thing that works for this movie, and that's because of them, is because of Will Smith and Margot Robbie and their chemistry, mm-hmm. which is why Margot Robbie did did the was able to get Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Why uh, Will Smith is Will Smith. He has this, that that charismatic attitude, um, and they've worked together in that movie Focus. Great fucking movie. Great movie. A great con movie. Um, and that's the only thing that works. Other than that, everything else is just like, why, did, why are we doing any of this now? I don't give a shit about this mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. What's your, t- <laughs> what's, what's your take? I'm sorry. I'm just, I just took, I just took, what's your take on this? I did not fall for Suicide Squad's trailer. Oh, when it... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm sorry, go on, go on. Like, I really did not fall for it, because mm-hmm. you were like, oh, I, I thought it was going to be a great movie, and I'm like, I feel like I have this uncanny ability to know bullshit when I see it. Yes. Um, your, bull- your, your bullshit dar or whatever. Bullshit radar? Bullshit radar is, like, spot on a lot. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to wait for the reviews on this one. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh, it's a bad movie, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> And I didn't until you made me watch it. Um, I was really confused by the asphalt blob people. Oh, the uh, they asphalt. could have really made like better looking characters. Yeah, and they just look like tarmac, but yeah. like in its fresh, unformed, like hot tar state. Yeah, and they're straight up like fodder. They're straight up like Power Rangers putty creatures fodder. Like they even grabbed someone and like dragged them away, and I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely like. Where's Rita Ora? <laughs> Not Rita Ora. That's a fucking singer. Oh, Rita Repulsa. Rita Repulsa. Yeah. Rita Ora. Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and they they tr- and David Ayer tries to like make you feel sorry that they're that they had been murked. Like that part where they they reveal that um, those putty creatures are like people. There were people. There were people. Yeah. Yeah, but like they touch all, on that for like a half a second and like, all right, that's it. Yeah. Let's go back to killing. Uh, I was super disappointed because I felt like Cara Delevingne is probably a great actress, mm-hmm. but her character is so weak. 
Her character is weak. Like, she basically is dead. First of all, she's held hostage. Mm-hmm. Then she's killed, basically, because her heart is stabbed in, in a stupidest fucking Oh, way. with Viya Day, we just like, just like, stab it with a pin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was like little stabs, like, and you could hear it go, I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, I'm dying. Brother, save me. And then her brother's a fucking badass, but he has no brain. And like, she is fucking just telling him what to do. Mm. And that's it. Like, I didn't really get like that they were a huge threat. Oh, the uh, are you saying that the giant blue beam in the sky was not a threat? No. <laughs> it was just a spotlight. Um, for you know the events to come, you know, like you know how they do in Hollywood and stuff, or at casinos. <laughs> what did you? What did you think? Because I remember you had a lot to say about that Diablo character. <laughs> you were just on it with that guy. <laughs> First of all, it doesn't make any sense. I I said that he they had to write him as a pacifist mm-hmm. because he is so dangerous. <laughs> they had they a fucking... would have no way of. <laughs> really containing that guy without him like uh, without him willfully just deciding he wants to be a peacemaker or, or not e- not even just that like they had to nerf him because they knew for a fact that they didn't need the fucking they didn't need the rest of the characters they could have been like Cindy Diablo and he'll just mur- he'll burn everybody to death yeah like that's it like what was the fucking point and then they gave him a backstory which was even worse <laughs> that backstory was so dumb cause he killed all of his family and then like he randomly decides to open up to people about it and then yeah. they're like oh you killed your family haha ha. and then he's uh, like I'm gonna kill everybody like what the fuck <laughs> and then like there's that part where like uh where uh close to the end of the movie where harvey harley quinn is like oh because we're family and they're just like wait what wait, 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 what <laughs> i'm supposed to get a family angle from this i can get jack shit from that no you know you got fucking what's his name um you get uh jai courtney's boomerang captain boomerang just trying to get away at any time and you have you have uh, slipknot <laughs> oh god that slipknot character that's something that character was only there just to die and that's the only one who died we're dying you're like they didn't introduce him and there's a reason why and i thought it was going to be like a reason why uh that was not a reason why (laughs) no there was a reason why no it wasn't (laughs) it was not a valid reason i didn't say it was a valid one (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they do that whole thing with the whole roster of like you know um like like I was saying it earlier in the movie, they were doing the roster of like this is Deadshot, blah 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 blah, and stuff like that, right? Mm. And then they're like, and then by we're like, I think we're like in the middle of the movie, and they just introduce a new character, who is Katana. Oh yeah. And the way how they just bring her in, Rick Flagg is like, this is Katana. She's dangerous. Her soul. <laughs> Her sword takes the soul of the man that she kills. I was expecting like him to go, uh, <laughs> boogity boogity. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, at one point they tried to say mm-hmm. that Deadshot mm-hmm. didn't know how to love people. Yeah, and he obviously loved his daughter. I know, and I think people forget that. 
if you don't know how to love anybody is one thing, but like just because someone doesn't actually, he's like, I've never been in love with anybody. Mm. Okay. Like, I get that, but like, they're trying to make it seem like he doesn't love anybody at all. Yeah, that he doesn't have like a heart or anything like that. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I know they're two different loves, but they're actually very similar. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, you know, when you get down to the heart of it, like, so that was like kind of like bullshit writing, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, um, you don't want him to be heartless because, like, you need heart in this. You need heart for the film to work. Yeah, you have to like. You can tell like they that David Ayer, um, he. If I, I I'm trying to find the information, but from what I read, I think David Ayer only was given like three months, maybe not even that. To write the script. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's a for people who don't like understand like screenwriting, you need time to like write your story. I mean, and th- there are some cases where you can knock out a script within like a weekend or a week and it might be a hit. Might be. How long did it take him to write Tax Collector? Oh, God. I. I feel movie. like if he had less time to write Tax Collector, it would have been a better movie. If he had less time to write tax, tax Collector? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I hate Tax Collector so I much. I know. I know you do. That's God, why I, I brought that movie. it up. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to find it. I can't really find it right now about David Ayer. I can just type it up. Yeah. So while you're doing that, mm. um, I don't remember most of this movie. I think I got to a point where we were watching it and I looked over at you and I was like, we're not even done with this movie, and I already don't, I already don't remember what's been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> what? Ooh. Oh shit! He was given only six weeks to write the script for Tax Collector. No, 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 for Suicide Squad. Oh, six weeks. Re- David Ayer has six six weeks to write the screenplay. Given the release date was already set. Jesus Christ. Fuck. And you know they could move the fucking release date. The whole thing, the whole competition thing between DC and Marvel is so fucking stupid. Because it's like, I know this is going to sound really sexist, but if you look at a woman, right? Mm. And you're another woman. Mm. If you look at a woman and you know that she is sexy and you try to be like her. Mm-hmm. Or you try to be better than her, you automatically are worth shit. <laughs> like, the sexier women are the ones who are themselves and, like, are strong and think for themselves. Not the ones that are trying to be like other women. Mm-hmm. It's the same fucking thing with this fucking DCEU bullshit. Yeah. Like, that was stupid. You just threw a bunch of money away and you're turning people off. And you're throwing away great characters. Not all of them are great, but mm. honestly, this Joker looked very much like a Juggalo. No, like a butch lesbian. Oh yeah, you gotta say that. Yeah, yeah he was let's, very let's, feminine. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Jared Leto's Joker. Um, I'm one of the few people who will say that like I didn't mind his Joker. It, 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 you because you know where they pulled that Joker from. Yeah, I, yeah, they they get they pulled a little bit of of what's it called um 
uh, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Strikes Again, or Dark Knight. I, can't, I keep forgetting. I keep getting forgetting the titles. Um, but it's Frank Miller's comic. It's Frank Miller's run on Batman, like the Dark Knight Returns or the Dark Knight Strikes Again. So you can tell they pulled a little bit of that, and they wanted to have a little bit of a different edge on it. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. His Joker was interesting. I did not mind it. I think the tech- I liked his voice. Yeah, didn't mind his voice either, or his live. I thought his live was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, those tattoos are so fucking stupid, though. He he kind of looks like a like a Gen Z fucking gangster wannabe. Like if he was a hipster, mm-hmm. but like a gangster hipster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gangster hipster. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, I think it's really stupid because it kind of negates the the beginning of Birds of Prey. How so? Because Birds of Prey, Margot Robbie's character, like Harley Quinn is on this whole thing about he never came back for me. Mm-hmm. He didn't like try to like help me or mm-hmm. whatever. He tried multiple times to come get her, and yeah. it just fucking failed. Like, mm, he didn't yeah. just fucking leave her behind, and she made it seem like he never really loved her or something. Yeah, he does eventually come back to her, yeah, at the end. Twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, you're right. He does, he does do it twice. Uh, oh, no, wait, hold on. Okay, so he, he oops, hit the mic hard right there. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, he comes back once. In he, the helicopter. He, in the helicopter, and then at the end. Um there is uh this this movie falls under the line of like how Zack Snyder how people won the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Mm-hmm. There is supposedly not supposedly, there is a David Ayer cut. Um because what this movie did, what Warner Bros. did, it showed how much Warner Bros. had didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They took David Ayer and his editor out of the room and they gave this they gave Suicide Squad um to a company called Trailer Trash to edit it, to like beef it up, to like get it like jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see the differences in this movie. And when you watch the trailer, you're like, that scene's not in the movie. This scene's not in the movie. Like there's a part where you see a Joker with like half his face is burnt. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like adds this kind of like psychotic nature of the Joker that we like know. But that scene is nowhere in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think would have added more to like the reason why we have the fucking joker like i don't want like the joker is in this movie but like they use him so less it's like why the fuck is he even in this movie he didn't need to be in this movie whatsoever Mm -hmm. i have a hard time too with like post-apocalyptic type movies which this one obviously is Mm -hmm. um it is well it is because the whole fucking city is burning oh okay and not only that but it's a little futuristic in certain ways and like like you get a sense that the world is fucking crazy like gotham itself to me mm. always came across as like almost post post apocalyptic like mm. like it's a whole different society and, and like there are people who say that that word has a different meaning than what other people think mm. where post apocalyptic isn't just like a huge massive extinction event happened and people are like on a desert in the desert trying to find mm, water okay. but like post-apocalyptic like you could almost say that right now we're post-apocalyptic because of fucking trump gotcha you know or, what the, I mean? or the pandemic okay i get you. The, yeah yeah because yeah, at one point i was just like wait what but yeah i get what you're saying because um obviously this movie follows the events of like man of steel where mm-hmm. like we get zod and like destruction of metropolis um actually no it follows even after uh batman v superman mm-hmm. where we got 
<laughs> we got the doomsday character. So yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So, what was I going? You were saying about how you love the post-apocalyptic. No, I, I don't love it. Um, <laughs> post-apocalyptic type films always are hard for me to follow because you're telling me to put my mind in in a world I don't understand mm-hmm. where I'm uncomfortable and then I got to follow these characters. Yeah. Like, so I'm already uncomfortable and now I got to follow eight different characters that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, exactly. And it's nighttime. Most of the time. Oh, yeah. This falls under that Schneider. Let's drop the contrast on this sucker. Yeah. And like, I don't know what it Maybe it's because I have blue eyes. But, you know, like people with blue eyes tend to have a hard time like seeing at night. That I did not know. Yeah. Okay. Um, Not all like it's not all the time, but like a lot of people with blue eyes have a hard time driving at night. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time sometimes like seeing things that are like really dark. Mm hmm. So I basically couldn't follow the film. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one. I feel like they could have done more with uh, Deadshot's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at the IMDb page for like the trivia. It says many of Joker's scenes were omitted from the final cut. Um, the, like this, the scene with the Ace Chemicals, that scene was supposed to be way longer. That was the Harley Quinn like transformation into into harley quinn you know yeah um yeah there was like there's a bunch of stuff like there's an interaction between like harley quinn and rick flag of like why like she fucking hates him and we got a sense of like yeah she hates him but we're just like i mean other than be him being a dick like why do you exactly hate him like why do you have so much like disgust for this guy um and of course we're we're supposed to believe like this relationship between rick flag and like enchantress mm-hmm. you know it in like like we see that relationship start when like he sees her in a bathtub like you know trying to like hold back the spirit or whatever mm-hmm. and we're supposed to assume like they're like in love because there's like one shot of them kissing mm-hmm. and it was just like is that there's an emotional bond i guess wait actually you know what i just forgot does in charge die at the end i know there's like an explosion yeah because he's crying over her Oh, man. Wait, the girl doesn't die. Oh, yeah, yeah. Claire, Claire Moon doesn't die, but Enchantress dies somehow. Her heart, I think, got destroyed. Oh, yeah, take out her heart. Ugh, Jesus Christ. See, that's that's how unforgettable. That's unforgettable. That's how forgettable this movie is. I'm just like, what happened to what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, So I, I will never watch that movie again. I think we should watch it again. We should watch the David Ayer cut if it ever comes out. No. (laughs) Now we are going to do our geriatric cinematic of 1988's Coming to America. Once upon a time, in a faraway kingdom, lived a handsome prince. He was attended by devoted servants. Do you think perhaps just once I might use the bathroom by myself? Most amusing, sir. Wipers! And engaged by royal decree. 
wives. Why? Why can't I find my own wife? We've gone to a great deal of trouble to select for you a very fine wife. I want a woman that's going to arouse my intellect as well as my loins. Where will you find such a woman? In America. So he traveled across the sea to the land of opportunity, which is where the fairy tale ends and our story begins. Behold, Simi, life, real life, and seeing that we have been denied for far too long. We're in New York now. Let us dress as New Yorkers. I feel like a complete idiot. Have either of you ever had any fast food work experience before? Certainly not. This will be our first job in the United States. I am Akeem. Nice to meet you, Akeem. I have recently been placed in charge of garbage. That's good to know. Oh my goodness, it is you! Greetings, your highness. Who was that? Eddie Murphy. Just the man I met in the restroom. Arsidio Hall. In a comedy fable of royal romance. The synopsis is an extremely pampered African prince travels to Queens, New York and goes undercover to find a wife that he can respect for her intelligence and strong will. Directed by John Landis, written by David Sheffield and Barry Blaustein. It stars Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, Madge Sinclair, and Sherry Headley. Yes. Okay. Mark. I love coming to America. I absolutely love this movie. I think this is probably like my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. Like out of, like he was on a fucking high during like the 80s. This, um, Trading Places, Another 48 Hours, um, Beverly Hills Cop, fucking The Golden Child. I don't give a fuck anybody says it's a great movie. Mm. Um, So this one, it's not just like a classic black comedy it's just a classic comedy mm-hmm. um while we were getting ready to record i was looking at like some of the quotes and i was still like cracking up because mm-hmm. i was picturing how they were being delivered it was mm-hmm. so fucking good um so obviously like i was really excited to show this to kelsey i'm like oh my god i get to show you come to america it's great you'd love it yes <laughs> awesome um even though you know some of the there's some of like a prom- problematic jokes within this movie not mm-hmm. too heavy but like i feel like this movie couldn't be made now yeah um i mean they tried with the sequel and it did not did not work oh uh, i have something to say really fast sure i read an article from joe blow okay about how eddie murphy i guess stopped acting and he was only going to take a break for like I don't know, maybe a year uh-huh. then he found himself like just sitting around for like six years mm-hmm. and then he decided he at least wanted he didn't want like um nutty professor and all those movies to be like what he's known for because mm-hmm. he didn't like those movies yeah so he thought okay well let me at least do dolomite yeah. and like coming to america yeah and like do some stand up so that at least if I st- if I still want to continue acting I will but if I don't want to anymore mm. at least I'll have like a better image or whatever. Yeah. That I don't think that was probably quite right but Yeah. I mean the the thing the thing about Dolomite I I we reviewed Dolomite. I remember oh, sorry Dolomite's my name. I really enjoyed Dolomite. I believe you really enjoyed Dolomite my name is my name, right? I did. I just didn't understand all of it. Mm. You know, because okay. obviously I'm I'm too white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I um, 
I, I still love this movie. Um, I think it still holds up. I know I know I normally ask that at the end, but I feel like I should, we should say that at the beginning whether it holds up or not. I think it still holds up. Kelsey, what's your take on this? I think it still holds up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about this movie? Um, almost everything. Oh right! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. I like the idea of them showing like this African monarchy mm-hmm. and like the stereotypes aren't really there. Like it's not trash. It's like, like they're actually like intelligent, mm. capable people with a culture and a whole way of living. And like, um, you get a sense of, uh, there's like no oppression. There's no, there's nothing wrong with them that white people would probably write into their stories. Yeah, you had a sense of like this is like this movie was made with the idea of like black excellence before like that term got really implemented in the pop pop culture zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, you might even consider it like Afrofuturism. You know what? In I, a way, I I just thought about this. I feel like this. <laughs> I feel like uh, this movie was Wakanda before Wakanda showed up. In, yeah, in the, I know. I know Black Panther's been around since like the seventies or like that, but we never got a visual aid of Wakanda. I feel like this movie was like, yo, this is like Wakanda in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the whole n- naivety of um, Akeem mm-hmm. and how he goes to Queens and he's like, whoa, like. I don't understand anything, but yeah, and it makes sense because he's twenty one mm-hmm. when the movie starts. Yeah, he was still fearless. Yeah, he wasn't like scared of whatever was going on in Queens. Mm-hmm. He was just like, okay, <laughs> this is new. <laughs> yeah, like this is new, and you know, like, um, I kind of thought it was f- kind of weird how quickly he was able to get close to Lisa. Mm-hmm. Like, that shouldn't have worked. Uh, like, I like how angry she was with Daryl mm-hmm. and her father mm-hmm. for just announcing their marriage. Oh, yeah. Without even talking to her about it first. She's yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that, she immediately ended the relationship with him. Like, <laughs> yeah. and that was it. And I was like, fucking good on you, because that is not how people are, right? Like, and that is a good example of how things should happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. And, but, so I'm like, she, it's kind of weird. Like, I, I love the movie, but I, if I was going to pick out one thing that I didn't quite enjoy mm. is that his whole premise of coming to America was to find a bride. Mm-hmm. And she said she didn't want to get married, like, mm. right away. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, but I love you. So I'll get married to you. Like, well, you know, when you know it, you know it. yeah sure uh that worked out great for me um uh but you know what i mean yeah i get your yeah yeah i totally get what you're saying yeah it's kind of going against what the character has said yeah yeah i totally get what you're saying um she's still like a strong female character which i really like yeah her character um 
uh, Sheree Headley, uh, her character's Lisa, is actually very strong will and very like, I, I'm working with my dad, but I'm happy what I'm doing, but like, I ain't taking no shit. Yeah. You know, and like, <laughs> uh, Eric LaSalle's Daryl comes off as very dumb. Uh-huh. You know, like, <laughs> like I would say... <laughs> I would say like the Jerry curls in this movie, like his character and his parents have, that's like the blonde version of like white people, you know, like just <laughs> dumbness and shit like that. Um, Wait. Yeah. I have to say that Eddie Murphy with his Jerry curls looks like a black Captain Hook. Oh, as Randy Watson? Yeah. Oh yeah, you pointed that out. I was just like, damn. <laughs> you were like, she's right though. <laughs> yeah, I did, not, I did not see that. So I this I didn't know. Um so a bit of trivia is that uh humorous and columnist uh Art uh Butchwall sued Paramount Pictures alleging that he that they stole uh his script idea and turned it into a movie. Um Butchwell won. And uh, Paramount has settled for like nine hundred thousand dollars. That's not a lot of money. I know, but I always thought I always thought this was like an original idea from uh, from Eddie Murphy because I, I think it says like story by Eddie Murphy. I always thought this was a straight up original. Which is idea. funny because it doesn't say that it was written by him. Um, I think he's on like the story by uh, credit. So who is uh, Art Bushwald? Like, did he was he like a writer for maybe Saturday Night Live or like? Uh, let me look it up. He says humorist and uh, columnist. And you say, yeah, it just said American humorist. Uh, best known for a column in the Washington Post. Yeah, he was a writer for the Washington Post. So, oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm just saying that happens a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of times where people are like, oh, that was my idea. I mean, unless your idea is truly unique, it's kind of like a bit of something else. And some people kind of just have the same idea. Like, there's... No lie, there have been like several ideas that I've had that maybe I've told like a couple people, but nobody like in the Hollywood industry, just like friends. And then I see it done mm-hmm. like a year later. Like for example, um, that movie Malcolm and Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had been working on the story idea for like a couple of years, based off some experience, and I and I saw Malcolm and Marie. I was like, holy shit, that's my fucking idea. Like fuck. Yeah, that's um, happening more than once. Oh yeah, it's more than once. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not. I'm not gonna claim. Be like, that's my idea. They stole it somehow. <laughs> but also, people do actually steal shit. Yes, there's no doubt about that. And I wouldn't put put it past Eddie Murphy. That he was stealing shit. I wouldn't put it past him. Mm, but I, I don't see him as like. Better you better put some respect on that name. A super altruistic guy. Yeah. Um. So what? Is, <laughs> You're like, I'm just gonna ignore that. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Ignore that. That's Eddie Murphy. All right. <laughs> No. <laughs> he's up you know they have black twitter and they have black national treasures and he's a national treasure oh yeah absolutely <laughs> um i mean even though he is kind of known to be a piece of shit individual but, that's what i'm uh, saying but also like <laughs> i don't know i feel like maybe he's different as he gets older but i don't know because i don't know him but mm. i think so i think a little bit uh, him and his age he's gotten a little bit more kind of like cool headed and stuff like that yeah however he has this thing where like he won't do rated r movies anymore because he has kids but his kids are older now uh, not all of them he has multiple kids from oh, multiple women gotcha um so okay so what did you think of the performance from uh eddie murphy and arsenio hall i thought they were pretty good um mm-hmm. eddie murphy was really great as akim because he did such a good job of being kind of like upbeat and mm-hmm. 
um, he, he has great comedic timing and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Arsenio Hall. Oh, by the way, hmm. blows my fucking mind that he's Saul. Arsenio Hall? No. It blows my mind that Eddie Murphy. Oh, was Saul? Is Saul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Jewish guy. The old white guy in the yeah. fucking. First of all, why is this old white guy hanging out in a black barber shop? That's one thing. That happens a lot in New York and Queens and stuff like Does that. Does it really? Mm-hmm. That's a common thing. Um, but also, like, he doesn't move like he's black. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't. You don't get any DNA of, like, that's a black guy. From from what I read, that idea was Eddie Murphy's idea. Uh-huh. Um, and that he used to, on set, he used to get into his cart, into a, a go-kart, and drive around the studio. And there'd be a crowd, and he'd be like, hey, I'm Eddie Murphy. And nobody believed him. <laughs> um, I do I do love his Saul character. His Saul character reminds me of that, that SNL skit where Eddie Murphy, um, it's like the day in the life of a white man. Oh, okay. It's, I got to show you that video. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that makeup design and all that, mm. it's really fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I would say his old white man looks better than, you know. Old white man? <laughs> like old Captain America. Oh, Steve Rogers? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. They, <laughs> he they does should, old white men better than white men do old white men. You know what they should have did? Instead of instead of aging aging <laughs> up Chris Evans, they should have <laughs> just got Eddie Murphy <laughs> and so They'd be like, Captain, what what is it? What is it? I'm tired. (laughs) You want this shield? I'm tired of this shit. Here. (laughs) Here's about a buck fifty. Be a good boy and get something nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this was the second time Eddie Murphy and John Lennon had worked together. The first time I was trading places. Um, Eddie Murphy had vowed said that he would never work with Linus again, I guess, because they had a lot of heat towards each other and this is a mind you like i said at the time eddie murphy was like hot shit you know he had mm-hmm. a lot of pull um however they did reconcile and john Lennon did beverly hills cop 3 mm. that was not helpful at all because that's a bad movie <laughs> that's that one that came out that we were supposed to do beverly hills cop 3 that didn't weren't they gonna do a remake of beverly hills cop they're or? supposed to they i think they're supposed to do like a tv show oh of it did you know they did a movie Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm a movie. <laughs> they did a TV show based off Coming to America? No. They did one episode, and CBS was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably too black for them. It probably just was not fucking funny. Um, so this movie, it like, this... It doesn't, it doesn't do... Like, they don't do a lot of, like, cheap jokes. They actually do, like, a lot of really funny fucking jokes that, like... It worked of that time and it still works now. Mm-hmm. Like um, the part with Randy West and sexual chocolate. <laughs> and how he's like singing, like he's supposed to be singing like a very soulful, soulful and gospel song about like saving the children. But he like. It comes it, off as very pedo. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the children need help. Give them sex. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then like you just get like the audience reaction when they're clapping. They're just like. Um, you know, and then at the end of his song, oh, give it up for (laughs) sexual. I'm sorry, that shit always makes me. When he like throws the mic, give it up for sexual, give it up for sexual chocolate. 
drop the mic. <laughs> it's just so fucking dumb. I can just picture everybody, like, while they're shooting that, you just get so many people fucking laughing at that shit. It's just so ridiculous. And even, like, um, Arsenio's Hall performance as, like, the preacher and shit like that. It's 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 great because uh, the way how he acted, I remember that. I mean, I mean, if you're black, if you've been to a black church, like you've seen a pastor like that several mm-hmm. times. Yeah. So seeing that was just like dance, like spot on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this film, just because like there's nothing to really pick out about it other than like. Oh, the other thing is like I always get kind of like happy when they write characters like Lisa's sister Mm -hmm. because like for me she's I don't know kind of more realistic as far as like how women are yeah, especially like that. That as you can tell, she's like young and naive, and like just wants to have like a good time and shit. Yeah, like that. but she's not a fucking piece of shit either. She's just like mm. a young, like a young girl. Like she just wants to like have a good time. Yeah, and like experience life. I always get happy when they write characters like that because um, most of the time, if you think of a woman or a young girl or whatever trying to have fun, mm. it's always now they're gonna get raped or now you know they're written in a way that anyone watching this is going to think that they're just a slut yeah um uh patrice mcdowell who's played by uh allison dean yeah that, that was that was the actress um yeah i liked her character too and like the playfulness that she has um with lisa which is kind of weird like why she why she's not in part two which is really fucking odd I mean, you didn't get any of her, only her dad, but maybe she was just off living her own life. Yeah, she pro- well, probably. I mean, she still is working, from what I'm saying. She still has done work. No, I meant her character. Oh, her character? Yeah, but, I, but that's the thing. Like, even in, like, I mean, this is, like, Miles Spawn for Corman America, too. But, like, if you're intru- if you're bringing in all these characters from, like, the old movies, why is not, why is Patrice not in the movie, in the sequel? And, like, I'm not saying she's, like, she has, like, a quintessential part of the story, but... A lot of the characters weren't either. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's just because they had Tracy Morgan and Leslie Jones, and like they were trying mm. to. That that would have been too much, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Not that everything else wasn't already too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, because I remember we talked a lot about the dance sequence and uh, the the this year, to, the twenty twenty one coming to America, and comparing it to like this one. Um, so this is why. This is why, from what I'm reading, why the one from Conan America, the 1988 version, um, was so much better. Um, they, it was a dance rendition from Michael Jackson's Thriller, mm-hmm. and the choreographer was Paula Abdul. Oh, really? And it makes complete sense because Paula Abdul is is a legendary dancer, like choreographer and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So it makes total sense why this one is so memorable and why it's just like, like. When they come, when like when those dancers come in at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. I was every time I watch, I'm like, fuck, I wish I could have been there. That looks like yeah. a fucking party. Yeah. I was like that shit. <laughs> um, so, you know who Vanessa Williams is? Yeah. Uh, she was considered for the role of Lisa. I could see that. But doesn't I, she, hasn't she played it, um, again, like opposite Eddie Murphy before? Um, have they done a movie together? 
know. Um, I don't know. I okay. So don't get me wrong. Vanessa Williams very beautiful. She still is beautiful. Like to this day, she's still fucking very I don't beautiful. Think she's a great actor. That you you'll be true. You'll be right about that. <laughs> um, however, I think having her in the movie would have kind of taken something away from the Lisa character. Like something about like the Lisa character had a very she had a very like natural beauty to it, like a very like girl next door kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where Vanessa Williams, she would have kind of, I feel like she would have had this look of being like, she's too good for anybody, mm-hmm. which I don't think it would have like worked out. Yeah, she does have that air about her. Yeah, she's kind of like, look, I got these light eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she used to be a beauty model, so you know that's where that comes from. Mm. How about there's a movie from 2009 called Imagine That. The Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's a movie nobody watched. <laughs> I know, that's what it was like. That's what came up. It was him and... Oh, my God. American Comedy from 2009. Yeah, that's that's when Eddie Murphy was just... Yeah. Coming out with these horrible movies. <sighs> the, mo- the most well-known one, obviously, is like... Plu- uh, what's it called? The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Mm-hmm. That's his, one of his most well-known, like, why did you make this movie, Eddie? Hmm. He's like, I need the money. Yep. Yep, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. I was looking. I was trying to look. But it looks like they've known each other for a long time, at least. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt it. Because there's pictures of them, like, hanging out, like, at parties and shit. Yeah, I don't doubt, I don't doubt that they, they've hung out in the same circles. I could have swore they were married. Well, you're wrong. Um, we were married, Vanessa and I. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, she said she said her shit didn't stink, and I was I wasn't good enough for her. And, and she that's was right. why you never want to get married again. <sighs> yes. Thanks, Vanessa. <laughs> you're always in my heart. <laughs> um. What else? Is there anything else you want to add to it? No, I just had a, an image in my head of you going, love you, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what's his name? Uh, that baseball player used to do that shit. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> he was a baseball player. He used to do like, he would do like, kiss his fingers, put on his heart, kiss his finger, and put on his heart and be like, whatever, like, bye. Or we wouldn't say bye, but. But it would be like, you know, your fingers in the air, like, bye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think we're, I think he played, I'm going to say work for the Cubs. I think he played for the Cubs. <laughs> Um, he worked for the Cubs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Knowing you're technically right. <laughs> um, okay, so to kind of reiterate, uh, I think it still holds up, Kelsey. Yes, it still, still holds, holds up. up. Um, you know what? I just thought about this. We if if I just thought if uh, if this movie had like like an iconic scene, you know, if it's iconic or ironic. And I can't, I can't pick one particular one because I think they're, I think all the scenes are still great, mm-hmm. like they still work out. My favorite scene, it's, it's nothing like massive, but it has this great line where he's like, "Good morning, New York," and they're like, "Fuck you, buddy." He goes, "Yes, fuck you too." <laughs> I love that line. Me too. That shit is so goddamn <laughs> funny. Um, what else? Is that it? I think we're done. Anything else? No, I think that's it. That's it? All right, cool. Woo! All right, so we want to thank everybody for joining us this week. Um, 
We would like to thank uh, Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, for all your n- film news, TV news, and reviews, uh, check it out on yourentertainmentcorner.com. You know, we they have a... I heard they have, like, this super-duper awesome reviewer who just jumped on board. But her name is... Uh, her name is Tiffany. No. He's <laughs> Kelsey, our very own Kelsey Loisel, mm-hmm. who's a super bomb diggity at that shit. Am I? Yeah, I like to think so. Mm. I think so. People like to think things. Yeah. You know. And you can you can check out my sad ass WandaVision theories on Screen Geek. I was, I, some of that hey, stuff was just hey. wrong on. Did you ever go back and look at those photos? Yes. No. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Look, when we're done, I'll look at them. <laughs> liar you still will not <laughs> well i will <laughs> so uh yeah so we want to thank everybody for joining us this week um you can find this episode and all past episodes on all podcast catchers we're on popping spotify verbal ver- <laughs> verbal verbal amazon pandora itunes stitcher stitcher um next week uh our recent review is going to be cherry that's directed by the Russo brothers and stars uh, Tom Holland. Yeah. Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, that, is, that will be streaming on March the 12th uh, on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, I know it was released in theaters, but given that it's a pandemic, I don't, you know, probably a lot of people hadn't seen it. Um, we're going to do that with our Jerry Astra Cinematic, which is 1978's uh, The Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. That classic as uh, war movie uh, that is streaming on Peacock for free, mm-hmm. or you can rent it on Google Play, Amazon, YouTube, or other VODs. Um, <laughs> what is the topic, Kelsey? <laughs> Stressed is dessert spelled backwards. <laughs> I am so surprised Mark has never heard that before. I never heard that. And when Kelsey said, I was like, wait, what? Are you? And I'm like, type it. I'm like, oh shit <laughs> he's like why aren't you always this funny i'm like you mean like saying things that you should have heard already <laughs> yes yes <laughs> um so tune in for next week uh for that episode um i'm sure it's gonna be another good one. Oh, we're gonna get to oh my god yes On that episode we will finally finally see or we'll finally talk about josh whedon's justice league Yay. Oh God! Get ready for some bad shit. Three bottles of wine. Got it. Yep, three <laughs> bottles of wine. Um, okay, so yeah, that's gonna be it for a show. Um, wash your hands. Put on your mask. If you're vaccinated, doesn't mean you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. Um, if you haven't been vaccinated, when you get a vac- when you get a chance to vaccine, just go. Just take it. Just take it. Uh, yeah, funny story. Funny, 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 funny story. Um, my uh, aunt uh, told my mom that the uh, vaccine, <laughs> she said, what's in the vaccine? Um, what's in it <laughs> is aborted fetus. Mm, of course, that's standard. Yeah, that's standard. I mean, there, there is a bit of that. That's, that's no lie. But like the way how she saw it, aborted fetus, um, AIDS uh. from Elda High. Mm. and the lungs of a white man <laughs> it was in the vaccine i was like oh god this is my family shit anyway i, I like uh my comment to your 
lungs of a white man. <laughs> you're like, why wouldn't you get that? <laughs> that all that privilege? That's what you said. Yeah, you're like all that white privilege, and I was like, you mean all of the inferior genes of a white man <laughs> and European diseases? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>